This episode discusses topics around mental health that might disturb some listeners. If you are affected, please contact your nearest medical support immediately. For Australian listeners, you can contact Lifeline on 131114. Welcome to another episode of Mind Tuning. I'm Martina. And I am Will. And today we're going to talk about a song called Les Étoiles Filantes in French from a Quebecois band called Les Cowboys Fringants. Les Étoiles Filantes means shooting stars. This song appeared on the album La Grande Messe, which came out in 2004. So obviously, this is quite niche. Uh, I imagine for most of our listeners, if we don't have a French-Canadian uh, base yet, I hope this will, this will change things. For those who don't know, I am French-Canadian. I grew up in Montreal, and this is a very popular band in, in Quebec and beloved band who tried to reconnect, I guess, a little bit with traditional Quebecois music and bring it to, to younger audiences. And it worked. They're extremely popular. And Les Etoiles Filantes is basically the story of a lifetime, I guess. And, and it's full of nostalgia and a little bit of existential dread for the future. And it doesn't explicitly say that you're full of hopes and dreams, but it does explicitly say how you reach a certain point where they say la trentaine, la bédaine, les morveux, l'hypothèque. This means, you know, your 30s, the beer gut, the kids and the mortgage. So how mundane and unexcited life gets, despite what you may have thought was going to be when, when you're younger. La trentaine, la bédaine, les morveux, l'hypothèque, les bonheurs et les peines, les bons coups et les échecs, travailler, faire son... And really, it resonates with me a lot. Uh, I may not have kids, but, you know, I've, I've gone through all those stages and this bit of disillusionment about life and wondering, what's the point of it all? Yeah, the first impression I had of the song was that it was about time, about the passing of time. And then in terms of the theme of mind tuning was how mentally equipped are we to accept this reality about our lives that things will pass and we will pass. And how do we invest meaning into the things we do while we're alive? And also how mentally equipped are we to accept that when times that are good pass, that they're done in a way and we can remember them, but we are also fleeting like a shooting star. And so it, it was a bit heavy hearted where it was encouraging everyone to accept this fact and to accept this fate, I suppose. And In that regard, it is quite sentimental. There's a lot of lyrics about memories, as you said, but also this implicit message that it's not possible to relive the memories. And one of the great examples of that is, as you said, when they go through the, the school era of our life and then the 30s of our life and so on. And this idea of a progression where it's one direction, you can't get back. Et au bout du chemin, dis-moi ce qui va rester De la petite école et de la cour de récré Quand les avions en papier ne partent plus au vent 
se dit quel bon temps passe finalement comme une étoile filante. Yes, but it's also hopeful where it says la vie s'accroche et renaît in that even though the past is gone and you can never get it back, you hold on to life and things are reborns and come back in different ways and you know your youth is gone but then you have children and you can live that youth again that uh, your childhood again through your children and with different eyes it's difficult because like one of the lyrics was on choisit pas mais on subit yes and so there is a sense of real suffering um that one doesn't choose what do you want to translate on choisit pas mais on subit ah so yeah one doesn't choose but one let's say suffers or one submits literally yes. yeah yeah and so the idea that life will progress time will pass And I think in a way that the lyricist wasn't saying necessarily that living was suffering, but rather that remembering the living, living in a way was a suffering. If indeed there was that tendency to want to return to it, that was always going to be a suffering. Yes, yes. And, and I think it, it, it does speak to the disillusionment, I guess, of, mm-hmm. of life. But otherwise, I thought it was a, it was a beautiful song. And it does say twice, Si je m'arrête un instant pour te parler de la vie, if I stop for a moment to talk to you about life. And again, from a mental health point of view, I think it's encouraging us to talk about it. To, you know, we all get stuck yeah. in life. We all get, we, we all go through various phases. And, you know, at our age, uh, in our 40s, midlife crisis is a thing. And talk about it. Find a friend, go to a pub or a park and talk to someone. And you'll realize that we all go through the same things and talking about it almost always helps and especially finding that you're not the only one going through these feelings about the past and the future well yeah the lyric at the end where it's pour te parler de la vie to talk to you about life like there is this sense of in one regard it's a it's a hopeless exercise but in another regard it's all that one can do uh, and it's better therefore to as she said to share in that there is some message at the end as well about the singer of the song wanting to do this with this particular person. Now, I'm not sure if that, that that's a generic other person or if it's meant to be a specific person, but there was this idea of all we can do really is to talk about it. And, and whilst that might be distressing in some regard or upsetting or disappointing or leave us wishing that we could return, at the same time, the thinking about it and talking about it with someone isn't so bad. Si je m'arrête un instant pour te parler de la vie Just comme ça, tranquillement, pas loin du carré Saint-Louis Well, no, that's right. And you'll find that it might help you accept that we are but shooting stars. Nothing is forever, which may be a bit defeatist or pessimistic, but really it's, it's the truth. And once you've accepted that, you might be encouraged to enjoy or appreciate every moment a bit more because this is not going to last forever. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah, it's a little bit, maybe not confrontational, but when that constant line of uh, and it's like, look, at the end of all this, there isn't anything. It's everything is going to have changed. It's a song about perpetual change in a way. Yeah. Uh, and so this idea that at the end of the road, what will remain? Nothing. But nevertheless, we're part of that. We're part of all of that change and we're part of all that transition. We are these shooting stars. They're fleeting. They fly across the sky just like we do in a way. We come and we go, but we can discuss it together. I'd say, though, it doesn't explicitly say that at the end, what will remain is nothing. 
it kind of it's an open question. It right. asks, or he asks, they ask. At the end of it all, what will remain? And I think that's the point of the discussion, or that's what he wants to talk about. What will remain? And then you can can agree or disagree on what will remain. Maybe nothing. You know, legacy is a thing, whether material or cultural. And from my point of view, I'm not. I've, I've chosen not to have children. And as a result, as far as legacy goes, a huge part of legacy goes through children. And what am I going to leave to this world? Probably nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think legacy works in many ways. It and does work in many ways, yes. I think, I think unavoidably I... we are dispersed. Our influence and our effect in each other is the legacy, I think. And that's quite material. Yes. Well, I, that's why I hang out with my friends' children, <laughs> so that someone will remember me in some way. This weird lady that mom and dad used to hang out with when I was a kid. <laughs> A lot of it seemed to be around this tension regarding mental health and to what extent are you, if you accept this, will you be better off? And if you don't address it in some regard, then it would still burn away and it would affect you adversely mentally because there probably is no one who would not be sentimental in some regard for their past. And so it almost was this sense of this is a therapeutic act that everyone seemingly must take on board and to not do so could be quite detrimental mentally yeah and it's a fine line i find living in the moment without denying and dismissing the past it's, it's a very fine line to say i remember the past i accept that it's gone and now i choose to live in the moment versus i live in the moment because i can't deal with the past or I can't deal with the fact that the past is gone mm. uh, or I'm afraid of the future or something like that and it's it's like a pendulum you go from one to the other yeah that's you're a good never, way to put it yeah you're never only in one phase that's actually quite a refined point I think because it is in a way about the impossibility of being present in one regard being present is always going to involve some kind of influence we're talking about legacy from past time states and is always going to in some regard incorporate an anticipation of what will happen and one of the lyrics in the song says that uh, looking too far forward is also problematic and so there is this sense of how do you sit with the present in a way that adopts or acknowledges the influence of the preceding times and also in a way will be part of this progression uh, you're already anticipating that you're going to be fleeting. So that in itself is, is not present uh, entirely. And so it's, there's a lot of themes about time and mental health in this song. There, there are, yes. And we haven't addressed the music yet, but mm. uh, what I loved about the music is that, and I'm, I'm not sure which instrument this would have been, but it starts with what could be very easily a lullaby, yet the rest of the music is quite dramatic and nostalgic at certain times and then moves into something a bit more hopeful. So the music really, I found, translates exactly what the lyrics say. That lullaby being, you know, your past, your childhood, and this time where you had no worries and, and you just love to, in this case, play in the snow and 
watch, you know, the afternoon kids show, all the way to the worries of, of adulthood and fear of, of the future. Yeah, the music was at the start quite whimsical. The song as a whole was quite sweet, I felt. But you're right, like there were moments where they were projecting a certain, not anxiety, but it wasn't all happy. And uh, the nature of the instrumentation of the song really complemented that. But it was a beautiful song to listen to, even if you weren't paying attention to the lyrics, right? Yes, yes. Um, and so maybe as part of that, therefore, the message of the song in terms of how one feels about their progression through life and the impossibility of return and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it is one of hope if you look at the instrumentation overall because yeah. it is positive. Yeah, yeah. And I think when they when they say, you know, we're just shooting stars, it's not a fatalistic view of life. It's actually just it's quite a beautiful analogy. Shooting stars are beautiful. They're magical. They're full of hope. And, you know, there's only great things, I think, uh, associated with shooting stars. So to compare our lives to shooting stars, I don't think it's, it's something pessimistic or sad or defeatist. It's, it's quite beautiful. Yeah, you're right. I think maybe the first time I listened through it, I was in glass half empty mode and I thought about shooting stars all dying out, fizzling out. It's like, ah, this is something about death. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot more to it. Yes, and that is very true. And I think like most songs, depending on which state of mind you are, when you, when you do listen to them, they can be happier or sadder. It's all in the, the ear of the behearer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, I've seen that. laughs> <laughs> 